Hello, you little stovetop stuffing chips and dips, and welcome to episode 92 of Hungry in Kentucky. I'm Sarah from Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats, and today I'm joined in Fort Lewis Studios by my blogging partner, Renee. We are we are here at 5.30 and it's already dark. Yeah, the sun is below the horizon. Yeah, yes. I give up. And Carrie's here. <laughs> gobble, gobble, y'all. Yes, yeah. It's Thanksgiving week. And uh, Sarah's birthday week. Yes, that too. Thank yep. you, Renee, for the lovely flowers. You're and welcome. Appreciate you the best. We're welcome. Um, so yeah, it's all those things, and it's also dark. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Well, did you say yesterday it went from zero to January? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite cold. It I'll, absolutely did. It's not as cold right now as it was. Yesterday, now it's supposed but. to warm back up, but like this is the la- last week, it went from zero to January, and it was yeah. just stupid. Yes, um, my lower body was not having fun at that football game, even though I it was imagine. in layers. But you know, it's fine. That's that's part of the, it's part of the early winter, the late fall, early winter. So. That part of the football experience, you go uh-huh. from scorching hot and burning up in the bleachers and dying in the frying pan to yeah. freezing your butt off at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. At the beginning of the season, I'm always like, ha ha, they're in the sun. <laughs> and at the end of the season, I'm like, oh, they're in the sun. <laughs> I'm so cold. <laughs> it's 20 degrees cold. Right, because we were in the sun. We were in the sun on Saturday. Yeah. Until it went down and we waved at it bye-bye as it Truly descended. the longest day of my life. The quickest game, but the longest feeling day. Yeah. Like, it felt like the game was over in an hour and a half. And then when it was over, I thought it was 11.30 at night. Exactly. It was 6.30. Yes. 100% with you on that. Yeah. And the thing, but the thing it is, you all got out of the cold for a while, because you, you all went to Baron Butcher like you always do. Hell yeah. And we stood out there and braved the whole thing. Listen. <laughs> now, the play is, now when you go to Baron the Butcher, if you're going to go for a football game, which, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but just know it is where I go, so I have to have a table. Got to make a reservation. Otherwise, you're not getting in there, especially when people like like fan bases that travel a lot, like yeah. Georgia. Like it's a good thing we made we made a reservation for the first time ever for this game, and it's a good thing we did because that place was only red and black. Hmm. Like that's all. It was the whole bottom and the bar was only Georgia people, and upstairs three quarters of it was Georgia people. Wow. Yeah, but they were really nice. Like it's not like they were like. You know, they weren't barking. Trying to Tennessee run fans? me out of my own bar. Well, they weren't like, barking in your face or anything like that. They weren't no. Tennessee fans. God, no, thank God. Yeah. Can we just take a minute to give thanks to whoever give thanks to that? Yes, Tennessee is out of playoff contention. Yeah, yes. it, I hate the their quarterback towards ACL. Yeah, that, yeah, no, that's nobody yeah, wants no. that. As I, someone that's dealing with knee stuff right now, that's I can't imagine. We don't want everybody, anybody to ever get hurt. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. But mm-hmm. I was just going to lose all faith in humanity if they made it to the playoff. That's all. And now, yeah. goodbye. Goodbye. So now your faith in humanity is, it continues. Well, it's gotten a little better. It's not going to be completely restored. It'll never be restored. <laughs> but it got a little brighter on Saturday night. But yep. yeah, no, um, also. Leaving Bear and the Butcher, the Georgia fans in front of us, one of them ate it right down the stairs. No. Yeah, but he was okay. I think he was, like, really drunk, so it really dulled the pain, but it was, like, the last two stairs, but he did a real tumble and slam into the wall, and everybody was like, oh my god, are you okay? And he just popped up, and he was like, I'm good, we're good, we're good, the beer cushioned the fall. And then he just got up and ran out. Okay. And I was like... 
All right. And he wasn't like a young man either. He wasn't old. But he wasn't young. So something tells me right now he's hurting. Probably. But in the moment, you know. Yeah. Scary sight. But yeah. um, They had their brunch. Sorry to just jump right into talking about the food. It's I hadn't had it since probably me and you had it, Renee, like five years ago. That's only forever ago, yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, still real good. They had um, that Portland State thing that they have with the fried chicken and the biscuit and the gravy and stuff. But I had chicken and waffles with Nashville hot chicken. Uh, they have Impossible like breakfast with Impossible meat. Tasted like Geta actually, kind of. Um. Yeah, they had like a traditional breakfast. They had the mimosa bar. It was good. It was a good time. Do they still have the Bloody Mary bar? Um, they don't have the Bloody Mary bar, I don't think, but they do have this thing called the gargantuan. But it's like a huge pitcher of Mark or Bloody Mary with like literal like sliders and like all kinds of huge like stuff on it. That's like fifty bucks. Well, but and, it feeds four people. And right. when we went, when we were down there like a couple of weeks ago or whatever, mm-hmm. I remember somebody ordered a Bloody Mary, and it was basically a meal. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna look yeah. up a picture of this Bloody Mary while we're talking about it. Was it was a. It's a like it had. Massive. I don't even remember what that thing had on it. Yeah. But it was huge. And it looks like a spectacle. If I liked Bloody Marys, I would uh, definitely try to entice someone to get the bloody mary the gargantuan i think that's what it's called i'm double yeah gargantua bloody mary for the table or for a meal picture of house bloody marys with tito's whole turkey and swiss sub wings asparagus olives onions salami pepperoni pretzel uh cheddar and jack cheese and founder's breakfast style so it's literally like a meal for four people yeah yeah so yeah if you're into that gotta bear in the butcher but yeah, that was that was the football talk. <laughs> <laughs> Our new segment. <laughs> There's only one game left. Exactly. Though, so. so that's going to be short-lived. Yeah. Short talk, but you know, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just really excited that Thanksgiving is almost here. Yep. I have turkey and ham in my fridge in preparation for the big day. I've already been eating the turkey. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> they already sliced it up, though. It's like sitting there begging for me to eat it. What else am I Where'd supposed you get to it do? From? Honey baked ham. You got it from there too? Yes. They say you can get it seven days in advance and it's good to go. So I got it on Saturday. Well, I mean, you should have consulted me because you know I worked at Honey Baked Ham. See, I didn't know or remember this until <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I what, did. For a brief moment in time. So what would you have suggested not go there? Yes. Where should I have gone? I don't know. <laughs> for someone who's not going to cook a turkey and a ham. My mother doesn't want to cook a turkey or a ham. I'll say Red State. You should have gone to Red State. Ooh. Should have ordered from Red State. Yeah. I've not been there in a long time. <sighs> so good. Yeah. I'm just... Field yeah, trip. I still have uh, PTSD from Honey Baked <laughs> Ham. That's what I'll say about that. Well, they were all very pleasant, and there was no giant line, and there wasn't people fighting each other over ham. So that was good. But I'm telling mm-hmm. you what, it's one of those It's one of those jobs, you know, stay in school, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Is also the only job that I ever walked out of and just never went back. But it was one of those things where, you know, they didn't care because they hired a ton of people for, you know, holiday work, the seasonals or whatever. And I'm sure that they expected most people just to leave and never come back. Yeah, probably. Much like, almost like when I quit working at Walgreens, 
I should have just quit showing up to that job long before I did. <laughs> but that's okay. It's not like it was a pharmacy. And it was at the photo shop. Oh, okay. And see, and usually that's not my MO with work. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I make it a point to, to give, you know, whatever proper notice is, is warranted. But I mean, I was like, this is a stupid seasonal job where I'm showing people hams. No, I'm done. Yeah. Also, <laughs> it's changed drastically since Carrie worked there, apparently. Apparently it has. Since she was telling me that you had to get the actual unwrapped ham out of the fridge and present it in its unwrapped juicy glory well no you had to unwrap it for the person oh yeah so it was it was wrapped in the foil and then they picked the one they wanted and then you had to get it out and then it's you know it's running juice all down you and everything and then you had to open it up and then show it to them so they could see it and then they they could make a decision and you know and obviously they didn't have to buy it you could have had to wrap it back up and put it, and then they get another one, and then you're just covered in ham juice. It just doesn't seem sanitary to me. Like, you had mm-hmm. to keep unwrapping and touching a ham all the time. Like, I mean, I was like 19 or 20. I don't, you know, whatever. <laughs> I did go in, and they were like, how many um, people are you trying to feed? And I was like, I don't know, three, four? Because then <laughs> I remembered my mom wanted extra to freeze. It's like, four, four people. And uh, they were like, all right, let me eyeball one here. And then there was like two of them like, which one do you think would feed four? I don't know. How about that one down there? Oh, yeah. Let me get this one out. This one? But she didn't unwrap it. So it could be a really ugly ham. I don't know. If it is, I'm going to go back and throw it in their face. <laughs> I, not, I bet it, even but, if it's ugly, I bet it's still delicious. Oh, yeah. I would still definitely eat it. But they did not unwrap it. I said, yes, please. And then give me that turkey breast in there. Make sure it's already sliced so I can go ahead and start eating it on the way home. And I did, and here we are. And you know, yep. as I recall, I don't think I got a discount or nothing. Wow. Right? That's um, that's something. Remember when we used to get, a, when we worked at a former place of employment, we used to get turkeys for, did we get turkeys for Thanksgiving or ham? Well, some sort of an animal. <laughs> I want to say it was turkey. Yeah, did we maybe get a Christmas ham? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're not really every with, year. It happened a couple times. I never really knew what to do with it. Yeah, them. do places do that anymore? Like that, well, you know, like that used to be back in the day. That yeah, was that like was a thing, thing, right? Yeah. Well, I know. Um, uh, I've got a story to tell. My aunt works that. at a bank in London and they do. Do they still? Yeah. yeah that's like, that's like super old school <laughs> to give people tur- think, turkeys and hands. I think hams. when I worked at the bank for my attempt job before I went to pharmacy, like I think I got a turkey or a ham. But I think whenever you get to a place that's like got so many employees, they, they don't do anymore she get enrolled in the jelly of the month club yeah. right <laughs> or yeah or more more likely you just get an email that says we appreciate you have a good thing or you get a one of those um kudos candy bars and it says kudos mm-hmm. well, I, guess a great they, job. I guess instead of giving like physically giving you the ham they could give you like the certificate that entitles you to one ham please right at honey baked ham or whatever yeah at a different place of employment where Renee did not work. That's what we got. But it was to like Kroger. Oh, okay. To get a turkey. To get a turkey. Mm-hmm. And you had to get the turkey. Like you couldn't spend it on other food. Like no. it was specifically for the turkey. Uh-huh. So I specifically threw it in the trash. <laughs> Damn. All right. <laughs> that place also used no. to just give you a hundred bucks in cash too. So I missed that. Well, oh. we did get gift cards to Walmart to get a turkey. We did that for a little while. Um, and... I was going to get to this a little bit ago, but my family, we get together and do ours. We celebrate all our holidays the week week before. Mm. That way everybody can still have their own 
individual thing at home. Mm-hmm. And I usually work all the major holidays, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. that helps me. Um, I always feel like where I don't have kids, mm-hmm. that me me working allows people that has kids to be able to be be there with them. But um, I would always take mine, and there was a little old lady. Her name was Pim that worked Aww, in the cafeteria. I absolutely love this little lady. Yeah, she's so sweet. And I would always take my card and give to her because nice. I was like, I've already we've already done our Thanksgiving, and like even though it would be nice to have another you know extra little bit of money, mm-hmm. she needs it more than I do, mm-hmm. and I would always give mine to her. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. She yeah. was the, great, the greatest. Person. She was so awesome. Yeah, because I guess that would be a good thing, too. Like, if you if you didn't want it, if you took mm-hmm. it and, like, gave it to a food cook or uh-huh. God's pantry or, you know, well, whatever. Well, at least the money is going to, some, like, someone that actually needs it. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll just go ahead and plug this on here um, real quick. Speaking of giving to food banks and stuff, because, you know, that's the big thing. A lot of people do that. And that's good this this time of year. I mean, they need yeah. it year-round and everything. But, yeah. you know, if you do live in Richmond and you're so inclined, you can absolutely donate to the Colonel's Cupboard Food Bank, which helps uh, EKU students and their families. They can just go there mm-hmm. and get free grocery and groceries like shop that's or awesome. whatever i didn't know that was there yeah that's, yeah, that's, that's good cool. to know yeah it's on campus and um they help the um students and their families okay cool yeah no, that is that is awesome yeah. and you don't have to live in madison county you know to donate like i'm just i just right. want to put yeah. that you know because you know god's pantry and all that are really important but you know in case you didn't know eku well, does have a service there's also yeah. a lot of places that get get a lot of attention mm-hmm. yeah. and a place like the EKU thing doesn't get as much attention, so it might be good. Yeah, you know. and again, the Colonel's Cupboard is something that operates, <laughs> that, I believe, year-round. But, mm-hmm. you know, this time of year, they always of course, yeah. ask for Absolutely. a lot more, of donations. Like, ask for more. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, that was a good plug. Mm-hmm. And we got lots of other good things to talk about. But first, if you work in the restaurant industry, or you have a food blog, or you do anything related to food, let us know. We'd love to have you on the show. You can slide into our DMs on Twitter and Instagram at HungryNKY, or you can send us an email. We're HungryNKY at gmail.com. And if you want to be on, but you can't make it physically to us, uh, we can do Skype. So, we're pretty good with the Skype calls. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hit us up. Let us know. Just not Zoom. Mm-hmm. Never Zoom. I hate Zoom. Anti anti Zoom. You know, I was staring daggers into Renee for some yeah, reason. For for <laughs> for reasons for reasons that I won't get into. It was work related reasons. I was listening to to, to this this podcast, and again, I won't get it. It was work stuffs. Um, but I was listening. I was listening to it, and I was like, I can tell that they did this on Zoom because it sounds like absolute garbage. That's their. And you know what we do here at Hunger Kentucky? We do not produce absolute garbage. Try not to. No. Just We've got the best producer on the planet. That's right. And we are in, in the year of being thankful. We are thankful for our producer. See, now you say that, and then this episode, I'm going to be like, uh-oh. They're like, oh my God, <laughs> this is a great night. What had happened was I actually <laughs> forgot to reset all your microphones, and I can't hear and what, anything. What had, what had happened is I forgot to hit record. <laughs> That's my favorite thing, something that... Someone says at work, well, what happened was... People... Like, oh, really? That's what happened. All right. People forget to hit record. I've done that a, ha- a handful of times since I've been podcasting. Like, maybe a handful of times. And I want to say that it, it was on the H6 that I think I did it like two or three times that I forgot to hit record. But it was not that far into the recording that I realized that I hadn't hit record. Mm-hmm. But I've heard people like... 
go full episode like the whole entire episode and then like i totally forgot to hit record that's like something i would do or i've seen a good thing that i don't do i've seen people in podcast not to get too far down this hole but i've seen people in podcast facebook groups that like (laughs) um had done an interview with somebody and forgot to hit record and yeah that would be the worst so i think like if that happened here we'd be we would just laugh about it we'd just start over um but like if you were, you don't want to. If you've got a guest, you don't want to take up their yeah. time. I think that would be that would be the worst. And now you can like, actually just repeat everything you just right. Yeah. Okay, let's get off this top topic so as to not to jinx it. Yes. We are not going to jinx it. It's not going to happen. Well, we'll move on to the what we've been up to uh, topic. But up top, I want to say thank you to Renee for having us to her friend's giving. Oh, it was very that, lovely. Yes, between the last two episodes, it was a very nice time. Thank you. We enjoyed ourselves, as per usual. But this was Carrie's first one. It was, yeah. and I had a very nice time. And Renee, you did an excellent job. And people should hire you to do their Thank functions you. because you did a really good job. And Pasta Garage was awesome. Renee had it yes. catered by Pasta Garage, and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I and we, I was, that was super cool that we got to take some home too mm-hmm. in those containers because I totally ate it for lunch good. Like, the next day. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it was tasty as always. That cake that you had made was delicious. Yeah, the bartender that so was good. very nice. That's good. Every, yes, everything it, turned out. Yeah, well. I think I think I was really pleased. Like I had a vision in my head, and it and it showed through exactly. Had what activities I was for the kids and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, it was real nice. It was yeah. really, really it turned out really good. And it was a really nice Veterans Day celebration because yep. it was on Veterans. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. I will say as a planner to mix. Fall, Thanksgiving, uh, and veterans together to make an event is not the easiest thing to do. I, bet. I actually try to collaborate with another uh, event planner, and they were like, I don't know exactly how you're going to pull this off because you're talking red, white, and blue flag stuff like Fourth of July and then fall. Like, how do you put those two together? Um, but, like, in my mind, I feel like I feel like I pulled it off pretty well. All the color schemes mm-hmm. were there, but you did a good job of like blending them. Like the table was all like fall skate, but then there was that little. Touch it was, of that's like what I was getting ready to say. There was like veterans, accents. There was yeah, accents of like Veterans Day stuff. Were, yeah, yeah, which is which is definitely what like I thought it worked out real good. Yeah, and like all the centerpieces had each uh, veterans like dog tag on it, which I thought was really nice and. And then the uh, cake was was had all the branches of the military mm-hmm. represented on it. Um, you know, you have to use fondant. I get it, but the cake <laughs> the cake was good. The cake yes. that was inside the fondant shell was really yes. good. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I ate the fondant and it was delicious too. Uh, I'm the only person that likes it apparently. But well, it I, well, not everyone does it well. I think she does it really well. Uh, she makes more of a marshmallow top fondant base which makes it more edible it, I, I mean think. it was okay I still I'm it's, just yeah. I'm just not a it fan of no I know I get right, no know. I get that because it's like to in order to get that really smooth outside you kind of have to use it and to get some of those shapes you kind of have to use it um but as far as fondant I think she does but as far as the cake the yeah. cake was the cake really was the cake was super done good all and red the butter because everybody yeah. loves her velvet and the buttercream on the inside mm-hmm. of the yeah. cake was it was really good too mm-hmm. so overall it was a it was a pretty cake and it was a delicious cake yeah. yes everything was perfect yep I was actually I was really pleased and we had a really good turnout um it was like I, I was like I could not complain about anything she actually let us go in the day before and decorate we had it at the mule barn that was at the arlington golf course as mm-hmm. part of EKU's university mm-hmm. club 
we had it there. Um, it had a rustic vibe, which is kind of what I was going for it being Thanksgiving, you know, so it's in, it's in a barn, but they had a big stone fireplace and there was plenty of room for everybody to move around. Everybody wasn't squished. Um, so I, I was really happy about all that. Plus it's, not too far off the interstate. Mm-mm, no, it's plenty right. Of it's parking. right there. Yeah, it's right yeah, there. Plenty yeah. of parking and everything for everybody. So, so all that the convenience factor yeah. was was there. Listen, I, I loved that little farm <laughs> that used to be at the Jordan Hill Farm. Yes, it was a beautiful house in the middle of nowhere, which was also pretty. But just the drive there. It's yes. Just, you, you just go down this like two lane road and then you take a left at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. Yes. And then yes. you drive like five more miles. It's just really dark and. Mur- murdery me yeah. as someone yeah. that likes that kind of stuff i was like "Ooh, where's leatherface is he gonna pop out <laughs> with a chainsaw like when's this happening Ring. yeah yeah <laughs> he just like busts through the side of my car out of nowhere yeah. but that place was cool but this place was really nice too yep yeah i wish uh r.i.p to jordan hill farm yeah. they the lady had to sell it and the people that bought it actually make is making it their residence how so. dare they and so it's not going to be a venue anymore so we can't use that so we're in the mule, barn, yeah, the mule barns are good. That's yeah, a good yeah, spot. That's a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. Pasta Garage done an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, and the food, especially to cook for the masses, like we we had a little bit of everything and everything was absolutely delicious. I didn't hear one person have anything bad to say. And you even yeah. had special vegetarian meal I for did. Desiree. I did. Yeah. I had three people who, and this is something that I will throw out there as, as a as a high, as a suggestion for anybody that's going to have an event, if you are inviting people to come to an event, you know ahead of time that these people have dietary restrictions. Please accommodate for those people. Because if you want everyone to have a good time at your event, those people struggle anyway trying to find something to eat. And to make a special accommodation for them shows them that you care. And it's really good yeah. to do for someone. I had three people that had dietary restrictions. I contacted them individually and i had them pick out a meal that they wanted they boxed them up individually and brought them there so that way they had something that they knew that they could eat and of course they could have anything else that they wanted if they you know because we did have salad and stuff up there then that way the masses could have everything else and they were still taken care of and had something to eat so yeah that's really yeah and i was really cool of pasta garage to do that too Absolutely, and that was a really good salad they had too. By mm-hmm. the way, that Caesar was, was good. Pasta garage is just is just good. It's yeah, just go good. to pasta. Garage. Go to pasta garage. Yeah, and take their pasta class. Yes, yes. And then what was the other thing that they do? They have the pasta class, and they have something else. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's something like you, chef's kitchen or something. Yeah, like you pay them some money, and you get to basically go to like a private like cooking experience, but it's yeah. all like. Uh, chefs from around the city yeah who come in and like collaborate make different stuff chef's table or something yeah i think that's it yeah that's it okay cool i don't think that's that's something like we we haven't done that but that was yeah but that would be the pasta class was really it was good um we got um the spinach stuff gnocchi which which as we learned in the pasta class there's only a few places i think what two places in in our in our country that have a machine that can do that and we're one of them and they you they make a caprese stuff gnocchi and then they have the spinach stuff and the spinach stuff is almost like taking spinach dip and stuffing it inside of gnocchi and it is so good yeah it is so good and i ordered extra i got enough to feed a hundred i took some of that home yeah <laughs> I, I was like there I was enough everybody had plenty and everybody got to take some home um 
It, that stuff is so, so, so good. And I cannot rave enough about it. The bruschetta was delicious. Everyone that likes bruschetta ate that and was raving about how good yeah, it was. It was good. Uh, the lasagna, we got rave reviews. So definitely use them for a catering experience. They have the cutest little food truck Yeah, to be able to go out if you need them for an event, a wedding or whatever. Uh, they are so good. Absolutely. They are so good. Well, thanks again for hosting there. Absolutely. Thank you all for coming. It was amazing as always. Um, I went to Nashville the next day and had some uh, local fairs there. They're not local to Kentucky, but, you know, local to Nashville. Mm -hmm. But I had a brunch at a place called 60 Vines. Is that what it's called? That sounds familiar. I don't know. We had alcohol there, so who can remember? But, um, yeah, we had brunch there. I had a Dutch baby, which I've oh. always seen but never tried. Has it after pancake tried it thing? Is it good? Um, it was good. It just wasn't like you know, you expect those things to be like super sweet, mm-hmm. and this one just had like a little dusting of sugar on it, so it was more like eggy, okay. like a custard, hmm. oh, okay. like an egg custard almost. Huh. Um, yeah, so it was good. I personally wish it had been sweeter, but you know, I still liked it. But the presentation was fun, okay, and then, um. We hit up some local bars. We went to a, an Italian place called Moto in Midtown, where they have like all authentic like Italian food. And uh, speaking of dietary restrictions, we had someone that's severely celiac, so they mm-hmm. even had accommodations for them. It'd be in like an Italian place, so that's nice to know. But um, it was all really good. And uh, yeah, if you're looking for somewhere to go that's like a good food scene that's outside of Kentucky but not far away, would recommend Nashville. Mm-hmm. It's only like four hours, I think, from here. Three. Three. I think yeah, it's about three. Yeah, and then there's a time change. So that right, yeah, an hour behind. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's a fun little city to go to and kind of hang out. Well, and they also have the, not last year, but the year before's winner of the Food Truck Championship here in Kentucky. They have the Tennessee Cobbler Company mm-hmm. that drives around down there and has the best cobbler if you love cobbler. So if you're ever in Nashville, take the time to go hunt them down. Yes, and it is growing exponentially. Yes. So there's definitely something for everybody in Nashville, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. I had fun. Yeah, did my normal bear in the butcher. Went to Goodfellas, had a piece of pizza. Hadn't been there in a while. Love Goodfellas. Yeah, always. So, yeah. What are you guys up to? We went to Big Kahunas. Oh, okay. yes. We did go to the Big Kahunas for my birthday. Yeah. They finally got more parking, so. Yes, they Yay. have a whole parking lot now down the street. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah, and it's so good. Man, that Spam, that spam Masubi. Even the next day, refrigerated, because they make it fresh, because they cook the Spam there, and they make it fresh. Oh, it's so good. I ate mine for lunch today, and it's so good. Even cold, it's so good. I mean, it's it's good, hot, warm, or whatever. That The rice is warm and the Spam and everything, mm-hmm. but even cold is delicious. Yum. I'm glad you said that, because I forgot that I had the leftovers. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, because that's, that's, that place, I don't care... That's t- uh, that's two meals. You're getting yeah. two meals out of that one order, or you're gonna split it with somebody and because it's cheap. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you get so much, and that sounds like it's bad. You just get so much food for like not a for lot the, of money. For the money. Yep. Yeah, for like ten dollars, you can get fried katsu pork or katsu fried pork with two big old scoops of that rice and all the stuff on it, sticky rice and macaroni salad, and it's like so much food, but it's so good. Yep, you it's get the delicious. Spam is a little add on. Mwah. Yep. So good. Go there. 
Do it. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. It now. Go there. Go there. It's really super delicious. Keep listening to this, but also go there. And keep <laughs> listening to it while you're there. Out right. loud so people can hear us talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Worth it. Faux show. Um, what else? Anybody do anything else? I don't think so. Of note? Not of note. Well, we had, as I said, we done our Thanksgiving uh, Saturday, this past Saturday. And because I got Richard, Richard and I, got each other puppies for our 20 year anniversary as our gift to each other um we are potty training and we're up every two hours in the middle of the night so and i'm not complaining it's just part of it's just part of what it is but we we were exhausted so i did not home make everything like i normally do every i did reach out and have things made and pick them up to try to help myself out because I'm t- you're talking exhausted, yeah, straight exhaustion. Um, so I did get pies from Missy's Pies. Highly recommend yeah. Missy's Pies. You can always get them. I know there's other places in town, but Ramsey's sells them. In there are other places that also has Missy's Pies on their menu. Well, there's, there's an actual Missy's Pies, right? Yeah. But I thought in there are other restaurants that sell them other than Ramsey's. I don't think so. I, I think they're know. exclusive to Ramsey's, are they exclusive and then to you Ramsey's? can go and then you, you can, can go, go to, to their shop. To their shop. Or so you can I, order them or whatever, I ordered yeah. a couple days in advance and got um, actually got two pies, one for a friend for their for their birthday. Because believe it or not. Not everybody likes cake for their birthday. Sometimes people like other things. Maybe you like a big cookie and maybe you like a pie for Missy's pies. And we have a friend that likes, they have a banana, a black bottom banana cream pie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Loves it. So that was a, a birthday <laughs> pie. And then also picked up one for our Thanksgiving. And uh, everybody loved it. Every, it's fresh, homemade, and stuff from there. She's kind of popular. For this local area, so yep. if you ever need anything, and they're they're a good way to go. And Missy's pies can be purchased at any Ramsey's location and at Coffea on Rose Street. Oh, okay. okay, all right. So Coffea, but those are the only two places. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and their shop, which is on yeah, High yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, love a Missy's pie. They're yep. fantastic. Every time I order Ramsey's, I treat myself to a slice of cherry pie. Yes, thank you. Yes. Alrighty. Well, dang, that was a lot of stuff we did. I was like sitting here being like, what did I do? I can't remember two weeks ago. <laughs> this whole month has just been like cram packed full yeah. of like so much stuff. I truly don't even, I forgot that we went to Big Kahuna yesterday. It was, <laughs> was yesterday. So, you know, I'm doing real well over here. It's real mentally stable. But anyway, now I think it's time for America's favorite segment. Renee's report. Okay, I've got a bunch of little things, not big things. There's just a bunch of little events. So now that it's getting close to December, of course, we've got all kinds of Christmas stuff happening. And we're just going to, I'm just going to go through a bunch of options for you guys. So. Wednesday, no, uh, December 7th at 6 p.m., Trans-Siberian Orchestra, The Ghost of Christmas Eve, will be at Rep Arena. Ticketmaster has the has their tickets if you want to uh, try to get it, go to the show. I know, Sarah, you've been to one of theirs. Mm-hmm. I've been twice. It is, they put on an incredible show. 
as far as like when they have lots and fire and it snows in there and yeah. and everything so it's it it is a uh, good opportunity to take the family out and yeah. enjoy some so like the first half just yes. to let you know is kind of boring but then the second half's where they like get out there yes. and start really Rock rocking out. it out yeah. with like the lasers and the fire yeah. because the first half i was like i'm so bored this one song has been lasting for 20 minutes but the rest of it was cool just heads up yes. for when they start rocking out that's the awesome yes. part yeah. yeah oh yeah and it's it's literally they've got long hair and they're like head banging to christmas music and you're just like how is this happening but it's actually it's actually very tastefully done and it's really good so it so that's definitely a good thing to do um also if you live in georgetown they are having their christmas parade on saturday december 3rd at 6 p.m they're doing an evening christmas parade uh, it's going to start there on East Main Street. So uh, if you want to do that, you might want to bundle up when the, since the sun will be down at that point and uh, get out and try uh, and try to enjoy some festivities there with the family. Um, Saturday, December 10th at 2 p.m., the Nutcracker is uh, brought to you by the Lexington Ballet Company. It's going to be at uh, the Lexington Opera House. And uh, tickets are available on Ticketmaster as well. Or you can even go through um, the box office for the Opera House and be able to get tickets. This is a classic show. They always, the Lexington Ballet Company does this every year. They do an amazing job. It would be a good thing for a date night maybe or take the kids out out and have a good time. Um, Another thing I've got for you on Tuesday, December 6th at 6 p.m., you will have a rocking around the Christmas tree featuring Coach Mitchell and Mitchell's band. If you all remember Coach Matthew Mitchell, he has a band. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Manchester Music Hall. And that's uh, 899 Manchester Street here in Lexington if you are interested. And... Then we're also going to have the Lexington Parade, which is going to be Saturday, December 3rd, and it's at 11 a.m., and it's going to start on uh, Main Street from Midland Avenue to Mill Street, and of course, Santa is going to be on the tail end of that. Santa. Santa. I know him. Santa. He's coming to town. So, um... If you want to get out, at least that's going to be in the middle of the day. Hopefully, it's not raining, and uh, but you probably still need to bundle up and get the kids out there. But who who doesn't want to see Santa come through? Exactly, true yeah. story. So I have an actual add-on oh, to Renee's report. Uh oh, breaking news! Yes, yeah. breaking news: two-day Mixmas market at Manchester Music Hall. That is going to be on Friday, December the 2nd, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, December 3rd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Lexington's favorite market with over 30 local makers, artists, boutiques. The market is free to the public and is at Manchester Music Hall in downtown Lexington. There will also be food trucks, a full-service bar so you can sip while you shop. Oh, there you go. Nice. And I've been to that before and it's super fun and there's a ton of local, uh, local people local merchants as much as you can try to shop local you're going to get something extremely unique something that's handcrafted from a local person here and i know it's it's fun to go out black friday shopping and get online and hit up amazon and do the cyber monday stuff but 
try to at least have some stocking stuffers or something from a local business. Yep. So yeah, there you sure. go. So December yep. 2nd and 3rd. Check it out. Thank so you. That, yes, that was a late breaking. Late breaking. Yeah. Late breaking. Got it like right, it. Just yeah. under the wire. <laughs> just under. Woo. All righty. Well, thanks for that news report, Renee. Well, now it's time for America's second favorite segment. Everybody wants to try some food. See, that's why I said that on GBS yesterday about everybody wants to try. Yeah. Because it had the song in my head. Mm-hmm. I, re- I realized that today when I was listening to the GBS playback for edits. And uh, yeah, that's why. Yeah. You were just <laughs> anticipating today. Yes. You knew we had some tasty snacks. Exactly. Courtesy of our friend Heather. Yes, yes. co-host of uh, Bourbon Nevada Opinions. That's right. And we're going to have her on it. Future guest. Yes, yes, at some point we have got we're going to get her on, but uh, the last time she was here to record Bourbon and Bad Opinions, she gave me these two items and said, please try these on the next Hungry in Kentucky. And I said, yes, yes, we will. Yes, mm-hmm. and yes, we have. They're almost gone. Yeah, they're very, very good. we most of them yes. before we started. Yes. Um, so we've got our first offering from Schrader Joe's. This is a Thanksgiving stuffing seasoned kettle chips. So they're flavors of the classic holiday dish in each potato chip. So, um, yeah. There's a lot of words on the back, too. So many. Oh, my God. There's like a whole paragraph. Okay. Man, I feel like I'm back on GPS right here. (laughs) Thanksgiving stuffing seasoned what? Potato chips that taste like what? Have we absolutely lost our minds? Entirely possible. But if this is the end, what a way to go. (laughs) Science fiction said that entire meals would one day be available in a single pill. We've one-up sci-fi and delivered our favorite part of the Thanksgiving meal in the form of a potato chip. These thickly cut kettle-cooked chips are tossed in seasoning that tastes like stuffing. And we like that. While these chips are tasty, we think you should still have a nice Thanksgiving meal. They should hire me to read this as a voiceover. I feel like that was fantastic. <laughs> that was really good. That Thank was. You. It was really a job. I took my own horn here on my birthday week. Well, they definitely delivered what they promised. Yes, they taste. They're so good. Just like stovetop stuffing. Oh, and yeah. that is not a knock against Trader Joe's no, no, or no, no, stovetop no, no, no. stuffing because I love both. Yes. Mm-hmm. Renee has definitely enjoyed them for no, sure. They're so good. Yes. Yeah. And they go so well with this other thing, which you wouldn't think they'd go well with. Right, but they do. Yeah, but this is Dean's uh, deep fried pickle flavored dip. Yes, it's. I guess it's part of their sports bar series. I don't know. It just looks like it. It's Dean's Dairy Dip Sports Bar, and yeah, it's their fried pickle dip. Oh my! And I had a feeling I knew what it was going to taste like, and it tastes like what I thought it was going to taste like, and that is our tailgate friend Regina's pickle dip, which I absolutely love. Um, I still good. think hers is better, a little better than this. Does hers have little pieces of pickle yes, in it? Yes, it That's does. What yeah. elevates it? Yeah, hers. Because this just has like. This tastes like they took the pickle juice out of a jar of pickles and mixed yeah. in with some sour cream. Yeah. And then threw some like dill in there. It's which good. Which is fine with me. No, I it's, love it's it. It's good. Yeah. And it's really complimenting the stuffing chips mm-hmm. very well. So if I, I couldn't it. if I couldn't get a hold of Regina's pickle dip, I would definitely purchase this item. Damn. Um, but yes, hers hers has pickle juice Hard and no chopped up pickles in it. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think the chopped up pickles elevates it. Yeah. Um I've also uh, gently lifted and borrowed her um, green bean yes. bundle recipe and made it 700 times and taken it to <laughs> um, several events. Super in the past easy year. and super delicious. Yes, fantastic. So I didn't lift her exact recipe. I just found a similar one on the Pinterest. 
But it seems it seems the same. So, you know. Close enough. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's good. But no, this this Dean's is it's pretty it's pretty on point with her pickle dip, I will say. Yes, yeah, so if you love pickle juice and you love chip dip. Recommend. You gotta get it. And go get you some of these stuffing chips too. Yeah. And I love the fact that they're kettle chips mm-hmm. because I like kettle chips a lot more than I like just the regular. And yeah. see, in the because the kettle chips hold up to the dip. Yes, yeah. right. And that's what you want. Hey, your vessel. Yes. For for the dip. Yes. Right? Total. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I I like a ruffle, but when you try to dip it, it snaps right off. It has ridges and it's just weak. Yeah. The ridges. Man. The ruffles have ridges and the ridges aren't strong. They're just weak-ass ridges. <laughs> Dang. A lot of shade thrown toward ruffles. I know. I mean, they're fine Like if I'm just eating mm-hmm. them, but I agree yeah. with the trying mm-hmm. to dip them. And they're like, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, this is a more, definitely a more sturdy <laughs> chip. You're trying to rescue the chip this that a, broke a, off and then that chip breaks off. chip. Right? There you go. I like go. that as a title. Dippable chip. Dippable chip. Totally. Yes. Yes. You love me the kettle chips. Yes. For sure. These were both fantastic. And together. A separate... And together, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes. This might be one of those where the sum is greater Ooh. than the part. Yes. Yes. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So very, they live in symbiotic relationships. So thanks, Heather. Thanks, Heather. Yeah, we appreciate it. The best. And I didn't have to go grocery shopping this week, yeah. <laughs> so that really helped me. Yeah, because I told Sarah yesterday, I'm like, I got this stuff. Do you want to? You want to use it? And she's like, Yes, because I don't have anything. <laughs> yes, I still don't have anything. I, what am I doing for dinner? Well, I don't know. You're gonna eat the spam masui. That's right. And also, so happy. That was my happy birthday present it to you. Sure you was. didn't have to go to the store and buy uh, yes. uh, everybody tries yes. item. And you bought me spam masui. Yeah. Yes, which ties perfectly into this week's hinky history lesson. Ooh. Thank you, thank you. It's me. It's my turn. And yeah. this week, uh, because we were eating spam masubi, I just had to look up the history of spam. I love it. Which I get to hear about all the time because a little fun fact: the director of our pharm- pharmacy is from Austin, Minnesota, where they make spam, and he tells us at least twice a month about the spam factory. And he pulls it up on one of our computers and makes us look at it on Google Maps. Yeah. So. <laughs> Hey, it's just a little bit proud of the spam from Austin, Minnesota. But you know what? That's fine because I like spam. Spam's great. So we'll go ahead and dive right into the spam. Spam is a brand of canned cooked pork made by Hormel Foods Corporation. It was introduced by Hormel in 1937 and gained popularity worldwide after its use during World War II. By 2003, Spam was sold in 41 countries on six continents and trademarked in over 100 countries. It's most popular in the U.S., specifically, specifically, <laughs> wow, specifically Hawaii and Guam. Man, those words should be next to each other. Um, it's also popular in the U.K., the Philippines, South Korea, Japan, China, and Hong Kong. Spam's basic ingredients are primarily pork shoulder and ham with salt, water, modified porridge starch as a binder, sugar, and sodium nitrate as a preservative. And natural gelatin is formed during the cooking in its tins on the production line. Hmm. So, interesting to know that it's cooked inside the tin. Um, Spam that is sold in North America, South America, and Australia is produced in Austin, Minnesota, also known as Spam Town, USA, and also in Dubuque, Iowa. Austin, Minnesota also had a restaurant with a menu devoted exclusively to Spam called Johnny's Spamorama Menu. Yeah, that sounds fantastic, actually. 
Austin, Minnesota is also home to the Spam Museum. The museum tells the history of the Hormel Company, the origin of Spam, and its place in world culture. Statistics from the 1990s say that 3.8 cans of Spam were consumed every second in the United States, totaling nearly 122 million cans annually. It became part of the diet of almost 30% of American households, perceived differently in various regions of the country. The billionth can of Spam was sold in 1959, the seventh billionth can was sold in 2007, and the eight billionth can was sold in 2012. So, eight billion cans and go strong. Can't be wrong. That's right. So, even though Spam is prevalent in many countries around the world, we'll mainly focus here on its use in the U.S., particularly in Hawaii. Um, Residents of the state of Hawaii have the highest per capita consumption in the United States. Its perception there is very different from on the mainland. Hawaiians sometimes call it Portuguese steak. I don't know. I've never heard the word Portuguese. But anyway, a local dish in Hawaii is Spam Masubi, where spam, uh, where cooked Spam is placed atop rice and wrapped in a band of nori, which is a form of nigiri. Varieties of Spam are found in Hawaii and Saipan that are unavailable in other markets, including Honey Spam, Spam with Bacon, and Hot and Spicy Spam. Hawaiian Burger King restaurants began serving Spam in 2007 to compete with a local McDonald's chain, which also sells Spam. So, two fast food chains selling Spam. In Hawaii, Spam is so popular that it's sometimes referred to as the Hawaiian steak. There is even an annual Spam-themed festival on the island of Oahu that takes place every spring, known as the Waikiki Spam Jam. Makes me think of Space Jam. I don't know why. Local chefs and restaurants compete to create new Spam-themed dishes, which are then sold in a massive street fair on Kalakua Avenue in Waikiki. I'm sorry for all those words I just mispronounced. Uh, As mentioned earlier, Spam rose to popularity during World War II. The difficulty of delivering fresh meat to the front during World War II saw Spam become a ubiquitous part of the U.S. soldier's diet. It became variously referred to as ham that didn't pass the physical... Meatloaf without basic training, and special (laughs) army meat. Over 68,000 tons, which is equal to 150 million pounds, of Spam were purchased by the military before the war's end. During the war, Spam was not only eaten, but it was also incorporated into many other aspects of the war, such as grease for guns, cans for scrap scrap metal, etc. It was so prominent that Uncle Sam was nicknamed Uncle Spam. Other terms influenced by the product's name include the European Invasion Fleet, or the Spam Fleet. Furthermore, the USO toured the Spam Circuit with some Spam stuff. I don't know. <laughs> some Spam stuff. They're just chucking cans of Spam yeah. out in the audience. Woo! You get a Spam. You get a Spam. Everyone gets a Spam. It was like Oprah, but for USO. In the United States, in the aftermath of World War II, a troop of former service women was assembled by Hormel Foods to promote Spam from coast to coast. The group was known as the Hormel Girls and associated the food with being patriotic. In 1948, two years after its formation, the troupe had grown to 60 women with 16 forming an orchestra. The show went on to become a radio program where the main selling point was spam, naturally. But, unfortunately, the Hormel Girls were disbanded in 1953. Aww. I guess that war sentiment... Or yeah, wartime sentiment, sentiment wore off. Yeah, especially since there was another war. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, because we were in Korea at that by that point. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much the end of Korea there. Um, Spam was featured in an iconic 1970 Monty Python sketch called Spam. Spam, 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 Lovely Spam, Wonderful Spam. (laughs) 
set in a cafe which mostly served dishes containing spam. Um, they included egg and spam, egg bacon and spam, spam egg sausage and spam, spam egg, spam spam bacon and spam. Spam 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 <laughs> spam. The piece which all, the piece also featured a companion song which I believe Carrie just sang. Yes, I did. But I know it from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Where they sing it in the Camelot song. So the specific line oh, is... Oh, Spamalot, yeah. yeah. We dine here in Camelot. We eat we eat ham and jam and Spamalot. Yeah. I like to sing the Bramalot. Yeah, so um, just a real quick aside. The only reason I even know the Spam song is because I had some friends in high school that kind of had a de facto... Uh, comedy troupe type of thing and their whole they were super into Monty Python and they actually did the spam sketch (laughs) that's funny I like Monty Python but I don't know if I like it that much I do need to go watch the spam sketch though it is it's good it's funny um it was so popular and um so like got so much out of the song from the Holy Grail movie that whenever they did the musical version of the film they called it spam a lot so pretty cool very true by the 1990s, Spam's reputation as a low-quality food led to its name being adopted for unsolicited electronic messages, specifically Spam emails. Spam is the subject of the Weird Al Yankovic song, Spam, which is a parody of the R.E.M. song, Stand. And finally, here's some different flavors of Spam you can find um, that are for sale on their website. Uh, this one's not. The pumpkin spice flavor introduced in September 2019 has gained atten- gained the attention of the media and the public because what a ridiculous flavor to make like, potted meat. But, you know, i try it. <laughs> um, but there are other interesting flavors being offered right now on the Spam website. They are as follows. Classic Spam, Light Spam, Spam with real hormel bacon, uh, uh, Spam that's oven-roasted turkey, hickory spokes, Hickory smoke spam. That's hard to say. Hot and spicy spam. Jalapeno spam. Teriyaki spam. Uh, Portuguese sausage spam. And spam with tocino seasoning. Or tocino. I'm not really sure how you say it. But that is a sweet Filipino flavor, which is made with uh, sugar and an annatto. Hmm. So, yeah. Apparently, also, they just came out with a figgy pudding flavor of spam. Oh. Just introduced, like, last week. I wonder if it's only in the UK. I don't think so. Hmm. It, it wasn't on Christmas? the website. So. Is it for Christmas yeah. holiday? Yeah. yeah, and it's going to evoke your Christmas that's flavors. Good. Yeah, That's not being for sale yet. Yep. But, uh, like anyway. they, I just read about it last week. Hmm. So, Well, if you're looking for some Spam, I mean, you can obviously go buy it at the grocery store, but like we were talking about before, you can also get, get Spam Musubi at uh, Big Kahuna. You can, and it wouldn't surprise me if you went to like a specialty Asian grocery store, like mm-hmm. a Japanese or, or Korean or something, mm-hmm. if they don't have like some other special flavors that they import or get, you know, that you can get in Korea or Japan, but you can't necessarily get here. Yeah, and um, it's there was I got pretty much all of this except the flavors from Wikipedia, but um, they had like quite the list of all the different like um, places in the South Pacific and like other Asian countries where um, spam is like super popular mm-hmm. because it's all stems from World War right, II. Exactly because you know people brought it there. And it kind of just stuck, and the people like got used to having that as their cuisine because it's really cheap to buy, it's really mm-hmm. cheap to make, and um, it doesn't really have that much nutritional value, I don't think. It's actually probably not good for you, sodium wise. Sodium wise, no, but I yeah. think like in terms of like at least it's some protein, protein and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so you're getting something out of it. So there was that big influence from mm-hmm. American culture into like the South Pacific areas. Yeah, for sure. And um, like 
even like our Filipino friend that we work with, she like cooks and eats with spam all the time. Yeah. So it's still like a big staple. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. In those uh, households, for sure. But, I yeah. I like it. I mean, I think it's I think it's pretty good. I to tell spam. you the truth. Um, my dad also used to love spam, and he would fry it up for us on the regular. Oh yeah. And eat it for dinner. But, uh, yeah, it's really good. I like it. So, yeah, there's the history lesson for the week. Excellent. Yes, I like thank that. You. Thank yeah. you very much. It's very good. All right. So, that's it for the segments for this one. But we got to go around and talk about what we drank. So, Carrie, what were you drinking? So, you know, I got the 12, the 12 bottles of Yaritos. Or the 12 bottles of Yaritos. My true love gave to me. Passion fruit. Ooh. Passion fruit. <laughs> uh, this is really, it was pretty good. I don't know what passion fruit's supposed to taste like. To be honest with you, um, I, I think I've had some beers that claim they have passion fruit mm-hmm. in them, but who knows? I think it's such a kind of a delicate flavor that nobody knows what it's supposed to taste like. <laughs> no. Um, it was kind of fruity or whatever. It wasn't too sweet. And that's why I really like this soda because it really isn't super sweet. Mm-hmm. So, yay, I can't wait to have one on the next show. <laughs> yes, and Scott said he was not going to be guessing your drinks for quite a while since he figured you were happy. Uh, yes, and yes. He- he wasn't familiar with the flavors okay. of burritos. Okay, all right. Yeah. So that's fair. That's totally fair. Renee, you just got some water. I, I have I have water, yes. You're doing better than me. I don't know if I've had a drop of water today. But I did have Powerade. That counts. So that counts. Here's a drink I never thought that I'd see myself drinking, let alone finishing. But it's a new Mountain Dew flavor, so you know I had to have it. It's 2022's um, Mountain Dew Fruit Quake, which is their fruit cake flavored offering. It kind of looked vomit flavory i'm not gonna lie i didn't love the color on it um but it tastes like a code red mountain dew so if you like code red mountain dew go out and holler at this because it was pretty tasty and i drank all of it a long time ago so okay i'm gonna be bouncing off the walls because it was the full sugar one oh do they i'm guessing they don't make a low sugar one well they didn't have it at the meyer so okay yeah so yeah beggars can't be choosers so it's okay it still worked but I would try the Zero version if someone can find it. I'm glad you were able to find it so you could try it. Yes, me too. Alrighty. Well, good show, guys. I had fun. It's a good one. Yes. Thank you all for listening. If you want to hear some more of this, whatever this is, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at HungryKY. You can email us, HungryKY at gmail.com. And you can find our show every other Wednesday, wherever it is that you find podcasts. And then where do we find our blog at, Renee? Uh, our blog is Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. Our uh, Twitter is BB and Eats, and our website is bbneats.com. And then where do we find you at, Carrie? I almost said Renee. On <laughs> Twitter at GRLS Sports. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We are everywhere. Good podcasts are free. All righty. Well, thanks again for listening to Hunger in Kentucky. And as always... Stay hungry, Kentucky.